You're listening to One Family, What's God Doing? Where we explore what God's doing in YWAM locations throughout Virginia. We can't wait for you to find out what God's doing today. Welcome back to What's God Doing? And I'm excited to be joined by Jesse Carmichael again. And Jesse, what's God doing? Well, we're launching the first stage of our new ministry plan. Um, you know, we've been doing a lot of prayer since the vision launch. Uh, we've been going down in the communities we're going to be working in and doing prayer walks and meeting people and talking to people and sharing the gospel. Um, but I sat down with the ministry team the other day in my living room and just said, okay, guys, we're going to start something like in the next two weeks, <laughs> we got to pick something, start something. So uh, what we're starting is a Tuesday afternoon, like after school program for kids eight to 12, where we're going to begin offering uh, Bible lessons and snacks and homework help and things like that. But the, the plan is to do this in stages because uh, I've been thinking about this vision of having like an outreach center, a ministry right. center and all these ministries going on. And it's like, how do you go from zero to that? Um, you know, I think it's the same way you eat an elephant, Paul. You might be familiar with the way they say you eat an elephant. Well, I've, we... I've eaten many elephants in my day. No. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but all of them were one bite at a time. Right, right. Right, one bite at a time. So we're trying to lay out essentially a staged plan, and I'll break it down for you here. So the idea to go from not having a big outreach center or a big thriving kids ministry is, number one, start working with a cohort of kids that you can build relationship with. You've got permission from their parents to work with them. Uh, you build relationship with the families. And then over time, you begin offering more and more opportunities for these kids. And the hope is that our YWAM staff can use the areas of their passion, giftedness, and interest to offer programs for these kids that are interesting to them. Like for me, I love fishing. I'd love to take some young people fishing on the weekends, maybe a couple times a month or a couple times uh, a season, you know, just to build relationship, to enrich their life, to, to get a greater window to influence their life. Um, some people can teach music. Some people can teach jujitsu. Some people can do sewing classes. Some people can help kids with uh, gardening. We can do an outdoor program, you know, hiking trips, camping, river trips. We can do all sorts of things. But the idea is first establish the group of kids we're going to be working with. And uh, so in the first season, that's what we're doing. Uh, hopefully in the next season, we expand that group to a larger group, maybe a larger age group or multiple times a week. Um, but really, we want to have good relationship with their families so that when we offer something new, we can talk to their families. Hey, we want to start doing a uh, discipleship track for, for teens. Okay. Mm -hmm. Would you be willing to, for your kid to participate in our discipleship track at this time for this? Or hey, we're going to do a summer camp program. We're going to take a bunch of kids to summer camp this year. Who wants to go, right? But you have to have the relationship with them first. You can't just introduce all these ministry ideas uh, upon a community that you're not already connected with. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the hope is that first step, build a cohort of kids with like an afternoon program, expand what we're offering to them. And then over time, we can record what we're doing, record the outcomes in the kid's life, and then use that to help launch the project for developing a system and a, and a center that's large enough to house all this stuff. But you can't go out and do a massive uh, fundraising campaign if you don't have material to work with, mm -hmm. if you don't have the examples of the kids you're working with, if you don't have 
the outcomes in their life. So that's what we're doing, and we're launching that next Tuesday. So this afternoon after we record, I'm going to be going out, handing out flyers in the community. Uh, next Friday, we're going to be taking registration for kids who want to participate in the program. And then the following Tuesday, we'll be starting. Yeah. That's great. And it's really wise the way that God's prompting y'all to operate because there's been so many things that have gone out and just done the big that, like the that in their mind, they just go out and do it. And they come to realize it wasn't really what the community needed or wasn't what the community wanted. Or even if it was, the community doesn't know them. <laughs> and so, so many things have fallen flat. And here y'all are jumping in to this different approach of saying, well, let's actually just connect, build relationship. And I particularly like that you're building from what God's already put in you, like fishing. <laughs> because I think we'll do broad sweeps of people groups and assume what they want and what they don't want. But really what people are actually desiring is relationship. So yeah. there may be a kid that has no feelings about fishing, maybe is a little scared of the water, but because they're building a relationship with you, they go out and suddenly they discover they love it or they don't, but they loved being able to, <laughs> to try something. And so... So I love that. There's there's this wisdom that God's definitely showing. But my question for you is, why is it so often we were we will just hone our focus on the big that and actually resist spending time on the little starter things? I think it's a patience issue. Hmm. You know, and I think we're like this in our own life too. It's so easy to see the mountaintop that you want to achieve. You go, all right, straight to the top. Yeah. But what we don't understand, or maybe we understand it, but we don't like it, is the Lord has a tremendous amount of character development mm -hmm. for us individually to achieve that mountaintop. Like on our way there, on this incremental steps to get to that place of fulfilling ministry, God is developing our abilities, our relationships, our character, so that when we're there in that place of influence, He can actually entrust us with the weight of that influence. And so it's, I think it's the same in our lives as, as ministers individually, but also collectively as a as a ministry you know it's sometimes it's like all right we're gonna run this big program and if we get everybody on board and if we get the biggest speakers and we have the, if it's big that's success mm -hmm. but what i'm trying to do is create something that's going to be sustainable create a lasting impact in the lives of children i'd say children but children teens youth in our area and and something that our staff can pour into themselves and one of the issues we have in YWAM is that everybody's got a lot of jobs and I can't just take rip people out from something and say, you're full time on this now. Right, right. I think everybody, we have to move at the pace that we actually have availability. And, and I believe that as we expand what we're doing, God's going to also expand our staff and our volunteer base. But the Lord builds things incrementally. And I, I might have mentioned this before was that a few years ago, the Lord was talking to me about some of my evangelism efforts and stuff. And he said, you know, would you keep doing this after four years if you never saw any fruit? Mm. And this came after me hearing something about somebody planting a fruit tree and said, oh, you can't expect any fruit for the first four years. And I was like, I don't have the patience for that right. to do something for four years. Um, and I think it's easy to get discouraged if you're going like you're running all out. You give it everything, everything, everything. Because the reality is things take time. I heard John Dawson say once, God's kingdom moves at the speed of relationship. Hmm. Right? You may have the best content, the best program ready for these kids, the best program ready for the community. You've got it, you've got it all figured out. 
You're ready to transform it, but they don't trust you yet. They don't know you. You know, why should they let their kids be a part of your program? And so the Lord advances his kingdom at the speed of relationship. As we go, we're building relationship with the kids. We're building relationship with their families. We're building relationship with the property managers and the influential people in the area that are going to need to be a part of this or supportive of this. We're building relationship with churches that are going to come alongside of us, uh, with businesses that one day are going to help sponsor an outreach center. Mm-hmm. But we can't go from zero to 100 overnight as much as that would be nice. Mm-hmm. We have to go through the process. And I'm happy to start small because I don't have that much time in my schedule right now. Right. <laughs> uh, let's start with something I can actually do. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think next semester we carve out a little more time. And maybe it's like I said, it's a couple weekends a semester. Hey, let's do a passion project. Let's take kids hiking. Let's take kids fishing. Let's deepen those relationships. Let's expand their opportunities. And uh, last week on our prayer walk, we ran into a kid who used to be a part of our character club program, but now he's an adult. He's got kids. And uh, we were talking with him about his past. We were talking with him about potential programs for kids. And he kept talking about how when he was in elementary school, somebody arranged uh, for him to go to a summer camp. And it was just this mind-blowing experience. He couldn't stop talking about the things they did at the camp. And and I realized this kid was probably a handful at that camp. He was probably a real problem kid, to be honest. But, But that experience was so outside of his norm that it impacted him now into adulthood. And I said, you know what? That's the kind of thing I'd like to do. I want to develop relationship with these kids and then begin to offer them opportunities for greater investment, greater discipleship. And uh, and I'm also excited to offer the YWAMers an opportunity to use the things that they enjoy for ministry. Yeah. You know, so I'm saying to the YWAMers, hey, if you enjoy gardening, great. Lead some kids in gardening. If you enjoy sewing, teach kids to sew. <laughs> you know, if you enjoy... I don't know, whatever it is, building model trains, <laughs> Yeah, you know, build it with the kids. And uh, I think everyone should have a chance to use something that they personally just enjoy as a discipleship tool. Yeah. And I want to double down to encourage people not to underestimate how God can work. It makes me think of uh, a woman who was retired, who connected with a local ministry here. And she said, I don't, really know how to connect with the kids. I really have nothing to offer. I just love to sew, but I don't think the kids would want to sew. But they, somebody pressed her and said, well, just try it. And that became for a long time, a thriving program <laughs> where kids, like she ended up moving into the community and turning her basement into the whole sewing center with like a dozen sewing machines. So like, don't underestimate. So let's say somebody's listening and they're hearing that. Okay, I shouldn't underestimate. How could somebody connect with this new part of what y'all are doing? Well, you could, number one, be a part of our Tuesday afternoon programs to just host kids, love on them, build relationships, teach them about the Word of God. Um, That's step one. And then probably in the summer, uh, we're going to have several large outreaches in some of the apartment complexes around here. You could be a part of those as well. Reach out to us about that. Um, And then beyond that, say next fall or like when this fall semester starts up again, we'll be expanding to some more opportunities, more service things. And if, I would say, because we want this to be relationship-based, if you want to, say, take kids camping on the weekends, you're not just going to come in and be like, I'm taking some kids camping. No, sorry, no, you're not. Mm -hmm. But if you're coming, you're being a part of, say, the after-school program, you're developing the relationship, you're being a part of what's going on, then you do have the opportunity then to use your passions to invest in the kids. 
but we're doing this relationship based, you know, and at the pace our relationship progresses with the kids. So those are ways to get involved. Obviously, people can volunteer or staff full-time at YWAM Richmond, uh, but even part-time volunteers, especially on this new Tuesday afternoon thing, mm -hmm. would be greatly appreciated. So we'll try to continue to put out more and more information as we develop new things, as new opportunities open up, so that people know how they can serve. That's great. And as we close out, is there a verse that God's been putting on your heart? Yes. So this is uh, Zechariah 4.10, and it's familiar, and it's going to make sense based on what I've been saying. But it's, do not despise the day of small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And it goes on to say, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. Like, you can imagine Zerubbabel, right? He's like, just got the plumb line. He's just starting. He hasn't even built anything yet. Mm -hmm. But the Lord's like, I love the beginning. Don't you despise it just because it's starting small. I love to see the work begin. Um, but, now it's going to be about the character to carry it through and to take another step each quarter, mm -hmm. each step of the way. That's great. Well, I want to thank you and the Richmond team for being willing to start small, uh, willing to start relational, willing to just see what God can do. Because the truth is, whatever that is in our minds, God wants to do abundantly more than that. Mm. <laughs> so it's better to trust his plan and his timing. So thank you for the ways that you are operating and you know, for sharing. And I want to thank all of you for listening and not just for listening, but for walking with us as we together as one family explore what it means to know God and make him known. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of One Family, What's God Doing? If you'd like to learn more about what God's doing in Virginia, visit us at ywamva.org and join us next week for more stories of God at work.